All right, so we are looking at the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. We kind of finished up our, our study of the book of Galatians, but we went, went back into Galatians to dig into a little more detail on these fruits of the Spirit. These are uh, the, the, the things that uh, those who are in Christ, these are the attributes that we should have. This is the attitude that we should have. These are the things that, that people should see when they see our lives. Last week we looked at the first one, which was love. And tonight we are going to look at the second one. That's Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Just going to read the first little bit of it. And then we're going to talk about what joy is. But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you now and we thank you for these words that we've got tonight, even though it's just a few of them, God. As we look at this one word, as we look at joy, help it to... uh, Be something that we have, dear Lord. Help us to experience your joy and know what it means to have joy, dear Lord. I pray, God, that each one of us in here have experienced the joy of of knowing Jesus Christ, of accepting Jesus Christ, of experiencing the forgiveness of our sins, God, because that's the greatest joy there is. And I pray that if there's some in here that haven't experienced that, that they would come to know you, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would help us to know, God, where joy is found and that we would seek you to find the joy that only you can offer. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Joy. I wish that I could say that I was always joyful. Some people are, or at least when I see them. It seems like some people, you know what I'm talking about. Some people you see them, and it's just like they are always happy. It's like they are always just bubbling over with joy. And I don't see too many of those people, but sometimes I see those people, and it's like every time I see them, they are just full of joy. There's a lady at the apartment. Some of you may know her, Miss Juanita, and she is that. She has got joy every time I've seen her over the last two years. I see her every week just about, and she is always just bubbling with joy. It makes me feel good. Sometimes I go in there, i got a bad attitude because I'm not always bubbling over with joy. But when you see somebody else that has joy, you can't help but it change your attitude. And as Christians, this is, this is a fruit that we are supposed to produce. We have a reason to be happy. We have a reason to, to have joy in our life if we have accepted Jesus Christ. And sometimes uh, things of the world come in, our own sinfulness, things that we do, may affect our joy. It may be somebody that cuts us off when we're riding down the road and gets us in a bad attitude and we don't have a, a, a lot of joy in our heart. Or it could be a sin that we do, something that we shouldn't do, something that we have said that we have, should not have said, or something that we have done that we shouldn't have done. And so there are a lot of things in life that can steal our joy. But God's desire is for us to be joyful. God's desire is for us to be happy. And if you look for joy in the Bible, you don't have a hard time finding it. The Bible talks about joy a lot. The book of the Bible that mentions joy the most is the book of Psalms. And that's a pretty joyous book. That's a pretty good book. It's a pretty uplifting book. There are some things in there that are kind of tough, but for the most part, the, the Psalms are very uplifting to us. We see many times that David is full of joy. 
We see many times in the Psalms that people are shouting joyfully to the Lord. They are shouting joyfully because God has done something in their life. And, and when God does something, there should be a reaction. There should be something that's visible in our attitude, the way that we treat other people, the smile that's on our face. And that should be the fruit that as Christians that we produce. Joy is, is more than a feeling. Sometimes we feel happy. And, and there are lots of things in this world that may make us happy. It may be your favorite kind of pie. I love eating a good old piece of chocolate pie. That makes me happy. I love getting a new piece of electronic technology. I love technology. Those things make me happy, but only for a little while. And it's not, it's not a very deep satisfaction. It may be a, a surface level satisfaction, something that makes me happy for just a little bit. But that's not what joy is. Happiness is a, is a feeling. And happiness is part of joy, but joy goes so much deeper than that. Joy is more than a feeling. Joy, really, unless you're a Christian and if you've, you've experienced Jesus Christ, it's really hard to describe what joy is. I was thinking about that Chris Tomlin song, Indescribable, Unexplainable is the, is the words in one of his songs. And that's really what joy is. It's hard to explain what joy is. But if you've ever accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's something so much deeper than anything that you've ever felt before. It's something that, that brings you a happiness that's so much deeper than you've ever experienced. And it gives you a sense of peace. It gives you a sense of comfort. It gives you a sense of relief. And that joy can only be found in one place. True joy can only be found in the Lord. Sometimes we lose the joy that comes along with our salvation. It's not that we lose our salvation, but when we accept Jesus Christ and we have been saved, there's a certain joy that is there. There's a certain feeling that we've never experienced. It's greater than anything that we could ever experience. And sometimes we lose that feeling as Christians. I wish that I always had the same joy that I had when I first accepted the Lord, and I should. We should as Christians. But those things come up and they, they get us down, and sometimes we go into seasons where we're just not feeling very joyful. Other times we're in seasons of our life where we feel that joy, where we're walking close to the Lord, where we're being obedient to God, and that joy is in our life, and it just it makes us feel so much better. And sometimes we're like David, where we're saying, God, restore the joy of my salvation. Because sometimes we need to be restored. Because... If we've accepted Christ, we know what that feeling is, and we know that it's the best thing we can ever experience. And the only way to keep that feeling or to get that feeling back if we're not feeling joyful is to get our life right with the Lord, is to seek the Lord. I wanted to read a few scriptures to you tonight. I'm going to go through them kind of quick, uh, but if you want to try to turn, you can, or if you want to ask me later what they are, I'll tell you. But they all come from the book of Psalms. And I'm just going to read through you a few verses about joy tonight. Psalm chapter 16 verse 1 or excuse me verse 11. You reveal the path of life to me in your presence is abundant joy. Now all these are Psalms of David and we've been talking about a Psalm of David the last couple Sundays at church and we've talked about that David's desire was that God would guide and lead him on the right path. And in this verse David said look you reveal the path of life to me and in your presence is abundant joy. 
You see, David knew where joy came from. David knew that joy did not come from anything in this world. It didn't come from anything other than the Lord. And David knew that to experience joy in his life, an abundance of joy, that he needed to be in the presence of the Lord. And the same is true for you and I. If you're in a season where you're not feeling very joyful, then you're in a season where you need to get closer to the Lord. And as we begin to grow and draw closer to the Lord in our relationship, then we will begin to experience joy, the same joy that David talks about here. Psalm 4, verse 7 and 8. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their, when their grain and new wine abound. I will both lie down and sleep in peace, for you alone, Lord, make me live in safety. Now David here is talking about his enemies. And David's saying, look, I have more joy in you, Lord. God, you have put more joy in my heart. More joy than my enemies have when they have all these worldly things. They don't even compare to the joy that I have. And the same is true for us. Sometimes we may have worldly things that bring us happiness or satisfaction for a moment. But they don't even compare to the joy that comes from the Lord. David had experienced that joy. And when we experience that joy, that spills into other areas of our life. Just as David said here, he said, look, I lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, Lord, make me live in safety. Boy, when we're living in the presence of the Lord and feeling the Lord's joy, you know, there's really nothing that can rattle us when our, when our walk with the Lord is good. We don't get rattled as Christians. Our faith is stronger. We don't doubt as much. There's a certain sense of peace. We can lay down and sleep better. We're more encouraging and more loving to other people. And all those things accompany joy. If you're a Christian, you know what I'm talking about. But it's when we begin to get out of the presence of the Lord and we lose that joy that all those other things that accompany it begin to fade away in our life. That peace and that faith that we should have is not as strong as it should be because we're not experiencing the joy of the Lord. Psalm 30, verse 5. For his anger, that's talking about the Lord there, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor a lifetime. Weeping may spend the night, but there is joy in the morning. That verse is a good reminder to us, to remind us that our life is going to have bumps along the road. That there are going to be seasons of weeping in our life. But this is a good encouragement to let us know that even though those hard times may come and there may be seasons of weeping, just around the corner if we continue to seek and trust the Lord, there are also going to be seasons of joy. So you may be in a season of weeping in your life. You may be in a season of hard times. But know that God has not forgot you. God has not abandoned you. And while there may be weeping at night, there will be joy in the morning. God's joy is still there for you. And God can restore you. And God will restore you if you are His. God will bring you back. He's not going to leave you in that desperate and dark place forever. He's going to take care of you. Psalm 32.1 how joyful is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. You see, here David covers the source of joy, and that is knowing we are loved and we are forgiven by God. 
To know all of a sudden that all the guilt of all the things that we've done that are wrong, that we shouldn't do, all the sins that we've committed, to know that when we go to the Lord and we say, Father God, I don't deserve it, but please forgive me. And to feel the burden of that lifted off and know that we are forgiven, not based on what we've done, but based on what Jesus done, there's a, a certain sigh of relief spiritually that we, we just we feel that. We feel that burden that's uplifted. And that brings joy to our life. David says joyful is the one who experiences that, who, who knows that their transgressions, their, their sins are forgiven. The last one, Psalm 51, verse 12, he says, Restore the joy of your salvation to me and give me a willing spirit. You see, in Psalm 51, David knew that he wasn't where he should be, but his desire was God Restore the joy that I so desperately want and give me the, the willing spirit. Give me the desire to do good by you and to do right and to be obedient so I don't get back into this, this, this situation in my life where I'm not experiencing your joy. David's saying, I want to experience it, so restore it to me and help me to be able to stay there and live right so I keep your joy. And so when this verse says that a fruit of the spirit that we're supposed to, to possess and produce is, is, is joy... We need to remember that that only comes from the Lord. And if we're not experiencing joy in our life or if there's some things going on in our life, then we need to work on our relationship with God and say, look, God, I'm struggling with some things. God, maybe you didn't even realize it. You didn't even realize that you were, didn't have that joy that you used to. And maybe tonight you realize, you know what? My relationship with God is not as good as it once was. And that's a pretty good gauge for us as Christians to know, are we need to be? Are we need to be? And if we look back at our life and see that there was some point in our life that we were closer to God than we are now, then that helps us to know, I need to get back on track. And when we do that, when we go and when we're in the presence of the Lord, we will experience joy and it will change your life. It will change your attitude. It will change your feelings toward everybody else. When we put the Lord first, it changes everything. Here's a helpful little thing. I, I was told this in fifth grade, and I've remembered it for all these years. It's stuck. I've probably shared it with y'all. But I've remembered it for all these years. Miss Blaylock, Miss Carolyn Blaylock taught me this. She said, this is what joy is. She said, joy is Jesus, putting Jesus first, putting others second, and putting yourself third. J-O-Y, Jesus, others, yourself. And how true that is. When we put Jesus first and we take care of the needs of other people, that brings a lot of joy in our life. It brings a lot of joy when we go and worship the Lord. It brings a lot of joy when we do something for somebody in need. And when we can look back and say, God, I have put you and the needs of others ahead of anything I have done, that brings joy to our life. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you now, and I thank you for this good word and all these scriptures we looked at, and we thank you that we have reason to rejoice tonight, God. We thank you for Jesus. And sometimes, dear Lord, for me, for sure, I, I, just, I forget just how important that is. God, I know it in my mind. I know it in my heart. But there are things that come up and God steal the joy from me. Dear Lord, that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to steal our joy. But God, I pray that you would restore that to us tonight. Anybody that's struggling, that you would help us to draw closer to you and in your presence, find that same joy that David talked about. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.